Uh, they all look excited. Uh, even though a bunch of them were going to die because of this, they, um, this is important. This was the Declaration of Independence, the Declaration of Freedom um, in ways that changed the history of the world. So remember last week, um, we discovered a new kind of a thing in the Bible. I, I just made this up, but I just, but I just like it. So I'm going to tell you about it again. Remember, uh, last week we were introduced to the Antioch Declaration. Uh, and I know you don't remember what the Antioch Declaration is, so I'm going to tell you again. Uh, the Antioch Declaration in, uh, in Acts chapter 13, the end of Acts chapter 13, where Paul basically, in the middle of his sermon to the, the church at Antioch, Pisidia, he said three important things within like a, four verses of each other. He said, first of all, therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you and 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 you. The burden of sin, the shame of sin, the curse of sin, you are, it's been proclaimed to you now and it's available because Jesus has accomplished that for you on the cross. That's the first thing he told them. Here's the declaration of Antioch that says, your, Jesus has died and canceled out your sins. Uh, the next thing he says is, uh, it's just right in there, and through Jesus, everyone who believes, this is important, right? You don't get any benefit of anything that Jesus has done or, or intends to do if you haven't put your faith in him. So everyone who believes is freed. Oh, I love this. God, this is the ultimate get out of jail free card. He's freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Say, what? Everything that you've been struggling with, everything that you've been wrestling over, everything that keeps eating your lunch, everything that you've been trying to get, uh, to get some leverage on, and every, every battle that you're fighting and every battle that you're losing, even some of the battles that you're winning... He, you are freed from all those things which struggling with trying to live by uh, do better, try harder by the law of Moses could not set. It couldn't set you free. It, you are, by faith, as you walk out your faith in him, you are freed from all of those things. All those things that you're afraid of, all those things that you've been failing in, all those things that you're confused about, all those things that have trapped you and ensnared you, you're freed from all of them. And you're... And it's all uh, given to you at no cost except to trust Jesus and do one other thing. What do you remember? What's the last component? Anybody remember? There it is. Continue in the grace of God. That was verse 43. That's, this is the Antioch Declaration. You, through him, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And if you put your faith in him, you are freed from all all things which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. And all he asks in return is that you continue in his grace. Um, we have a tendency to continue in bitterness. We have a tendency to continue in uh, unforgiveness. We have a tendency to con- continue in pride. We have a tendency to just keep uh, continuing uh, in greed. or We have a tendency to con- continue in all sorts of things because we, we're trapped in the world. Jesus says, you can just set all that aside. Just continue in my grace. Continue to expect me to show up and bless you 
and heal you and help you and deliver you at those points in your life where you are completely clueless and helpless. When we get completely clueless and helpless, what do we usually do? Give up. That's exactly right. When we get to that point where we're clueless and helpless, we just say, why even try anymore? Nothing's going to work out. I quit. Um, In those times when you enter into a situation or surrounded by a situation and you have come to the end of yourself, instead of losing your hope and losing your faith, just continue in the expectation that his grace will be enough. Because in First and Second Corinthians 12, what does he say? <laughs> my grace is enough. Turn around and look at somebody and say, listen to me, my grace is enough for you. My grace is enough for you. That's right. Jesus' grace, Jesus says his grace is enough for you, Wayne. Uh, I... I Chuck just had a great example this week of how uh, arrayed against all of the forces of the United States government who seemed to be focused on just bankrupting him, uh, Chuck discovered God's grace is enough. That's right. This, is, this story is like a cleanup on aisle 13. Uh, God cleaned up your situation on aisle 13 at the Social Security office. Uh, Glory to God. Glory to God. Continue in my grace. Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. You are freed from all things which could not be freed through the law of Moses. So just continue in God's grace and expect him to show up and do what you couldn't do in the first place. That's the Antioch Declaration. Amen? Uh, Then we've... I've called this the power principle. I've relabeled this. The power principle from Acts chapter 1 is the other part of what we see happening in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit's going to give you the ability to tell what you've experienced everywhere you go with miraculous results. The underlying fundamental principle of the book of Acts is the power of the Holy Spirit is enough. The power of God is enough. Not only is it enough, it's all there is. Surrendering to his power, being obedient to his leading is all there is. God can make you look smarter than you really are. He can make you look stronger than you really are. He can make you look more spiritual than you really are. The whole thing is that it's all about God and not about you. So the Holy Spirit will show up in your life and you'll just be able to open your mouth and tell people about the Antioch principle. That's all Paul did. All Paul did was he went from place to place, basically articulating the Antioch principle and just really completely crazy things happened. So that's the power principle from Acts chapter 1. Now last, okay, so we looked at Acts chapter 14, the beginning of Acts chapter 14. And just Paul was preaching to the Jews and they got into a big fight um, because the Jews were ready for him this time and they weren't going to let him just get away with preaching the gospel and seeing people getting saved without a fight. And so Paul and Barnabas just started speaking boldly, look at this, with reliance upon the Lord. Speaking boldly, not with relying on their education, not with relying on their knowledge of Scripture, not with necessarily relying on their ability to do anything, but boldly with reliance upon the Lord, as in 
okay, Jesus, I'm about to open my mouth, and if you don't show up, this is going to end really badly. Uh, So they began to speak boldly, strongly, confidently, relying relying on the Lord, who the Lord testified to the word of his grace that they were preaching and granted that signs and wonders be done by their hands. They just opened their mouths and then God showed up and said, oh, and just in case you're not sure this is true or not, boom, 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 boom. Uh, God showed up. Um, Didn't convince everybody. And finally, uh, in verse 7, Paul and Barnabas were run out of town uh, from Iconium and then scattered to Laconia, Lystra, and Derbe. They still kept preaching the gospel, but they had to leave town. So that brings us to today. Wait, I'm going to show you this. So they were in Iconium, uh, and beginning of today, now we catch up to them in Lystra. Uh, Still, it's all in now what's modern-day Turkey, but today we catch up with them in Lystra. And uh, here's what we find. At Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, who was lame from his mother's womb. He had never never walked. But this man was listening to Paul as he spoke. And what was Paul saying? He was, Paul was telling them the Antioch Declaration. Um, Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins. Forgiveness of sins is now available to you if you believe in Jesus and then you'll be freed from everything else. And all you have to do is continue in grace. He listened to Paul as he spoke And Paul, when he fixed his gaze on him, fix your gaze on somebody right now. Okay, in other words, in other words, Paul noticed something. He noticed something going on. I don't know how many people were in the crowd. Uh, I don't know if if you're a guy who can't walk, if you're sitting on a blanket right down front, or if you're shoved over in a corner, I don't, I don't know where this guy was, but Paul noticed something going on. He got his attention, and Paul's like looking at him. Like, I don't know what his expression was, but he was gazing at him intently. And he saw that this man had faith to be made well. And he said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And the guy kind of... No, no. He, he went like... And then, then the, how is it that superheroes land when they've been flying and then they come back on the ground again? He was like... Like that. He just, he just leapt up. He stuck the landing, and he leapt up, and he began to walk. We need to learn something here. There is, I've known for a couple of weeks we were going to come to this passage, and, uh, and I've been wondering a lot about what this means, and, he, and Paul saw that this guy had faith to me to be made well. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily say that Paul got a, a word of knowledge that, uh, oh, this guy's ready to be healed. 
uh, Paul saw something that indicated that he would have, that this guy had faith to be made well. And of course, we could spend a long time with this um, chicken and the egg conversation about uh, how do people receive healing? How do people receive anything from God? Is it just trickling the fact that it's got to be your faith and you've got to believe it in and you've just got to, uh, if you have any doubt at all, then it's not going to come? Uh, or is there, um, what, is, what does this mean? Uh, how does God work with inside or outside of people's faith uh, to bring healing? And what we t- one of the things that we learned last week was that most of the time uh, in, the old, in, in the New Testament and especially in the book of Acts, all of God's... Uh, works of power are connected to the declaration of the gospel. Uh, it's that healing was released and, and other kinds of power encounters were released as a way to confirm that the gospel is true, that these aren't just people wandering around kind of mumbling stuff that they made up in a smoky room on Saturday night. This is from God, and in case you didn't know it's from God, boom, bang, 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 stuff just happens. That could only be done by God. Uh, And here again, Paul was proclaiming, I'm going to just say he was proclaiming the Antioch Declaration, and he looked at this guy, and he saw something. And then he just spoke, and the guy jumped up. So we need to look at this a little bit more. Uh, what, what Paul saw in this guy was the face of faith. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You can see people, just, and we, you know, you're talking to them, and maybe you're talking about Jesus, and they're just, they're not making eye contact, they're not listening, they're checking their watches, they're, they're just trying to get out of town. Um, they don't, I mean, they, they aren't ready to receive, and you, of course you're doing your best because you're, you have a hunger to see them saved, but you can just tell by their body language and their face that um, they don't want to play ball. And then you can see, you can see when the nickel drops in the slot and people say, you can see that. And their, and their body language lights up and they get excited and... I mean, there's just, there's a difference. And when the Holy Spirit shows up, there's a difference. But let's look at this. Uh, first of all, uh, and it says, Paul could see, uh, looked at him intently, and he could see that the, he had the faith to, to be healed, the faith to be made well. Here's a tricksy little nuance in Greek that I am totally not qualified to discuss with you. Uh, my daughter Penny called me this week to say, that she, she's taking an introductory Greek class uh, at uh, seminary where she's studying. And she got to translate the first 20 verses of the Gospel of John, um, which is something that all first-year Greek students get to do. It's, that's like the training wheels experience, Tran- translate the first 20 verses of the Gospel of John. So she is now more qualified to actually discuss Greek with you than I am because she's, she's trying to read it. I use all secondary sources. Um, but the secondary source that I read this week says the Greek word here for he had the faith to be made whole. And every English translation you read, almost every English translation will say that, that he had the faith 
uh, to be, it's translated to be healed, and the assumption is that he had the faith that God was about to heal him from his, from his infirmity, that God was about to he- heal him from being a cripple. Um, this verse is always translated in, uh, into English as being, uh, being restored to health, but in Greek, it's not just about physical healing. Uh, soteria, which is connected to a, another Greek word called that's, uh, sozo, uh, that is, relates to being completely made, uh, restored and made whole in every way. Physically healed, spiritually healed, emotionally, not emotional healing. It's not just physical healing. It's complete restoration. Some, in Greek, um, you've heard me tell you this before, uh, when you find a Greek translation of the Old Testament where the word shalom is used, sozo, soteria, is the word that's used to replace it in a Greek translation of the Old Testament. Complete peace and wholeness in every way. So I'm submitting to you that when this, what Paul saw in this man's face was that his heart had been touched by the Holy Spirit and he was ready to receive whatever, not just the hope of physical healing. He was ready. He, he, the nickel had dropped into the slot and he knew that he was about to receive the ultimate reboot for his whole life. Maybe, was he hoping that he would get physically healed? I, I would be. But he, I don't think he was just looking at that. I think he was looking at my sins are forgiven. I'm about to be freed from everything that I could never be freed from before, which is not just being a cripple. I'm about to receive the grace of God. And he lit up because he saw the tremendous promise and potential of the entire gospel message. Um, he was ready to trust Jesus. And he was all in. He was not just hoping to get a blessing. He was ready to surrender. Ready to surrender to Jesus. And that's what Paul saw on his face. Because that's, really that's really what soteria means. To be completely healed and delivered and set free from everything. Are you out with me so far? Do you feel like you know more about Greek than you did when you came in? A little bit. <laughs> uh, so what this guy had was a freedom focus. You know, I've told you before that, that you're going to get whatever it is that you focus on. Uh, your focus, what you start by focusing on is going to end up determining your outcome at the end. So this guy was, he, I don't think he was focusing on, oh, yay, I'm about to get healed physically. Woo-hoo. I think he was focused on Jesus. Focused on the gospel message. Focused on, he, he understood awesome potential of just being connected to Jesus. This guy had lived a miserable life, and he was probably resigned by this time to just being miserable. He was rejected, and he was ignored, and he was begging for scraps, and who knows how old he was, but his life, this is all his life had ever been, was he was just a throwaway person, which is what happened to to crippled people and untouchable people. Uh, They were just throwaways. The only reason that they were allowed to be alive is because you could get extra points in... in, uh, Especially in, 
uh, Judaism, you could get extra points for giving alms to poor people. So you parked them outside of the temple and you, so that people could give them quarters. Uh, that's what they had to live on was whatever quarters people gave them. Uh, and otherwise, they were pretty much ignored uh, and just barely hung up. So this guy had lived a miserable life and he was resigned to just being miserable. Um, how many of you have ever felt that way? That just, you're just resigned to just being miserable. This is never going to get any better. Uh, I might as well just face the fact there isn't really any hope. It's not going to get any better. In that way, we are not much different from this guy. Even though we can walk around on two good feet, we all know what that, was, that feels like. So then he heard the good news. The Antioch, he heard the Antioch Declaration that he was loved and he was accepted and he was forgiven and he was free and, he, and that res- the Holy Spirit showed up and that resonated with him. See, Paul spoke. Now we're exercising the power principle. Paul spoke and the Holy Spirit showed up and touched his heart. And in that instant, Paul saw this man's expectations had changed. Paul saw his body language had changed. Paul saw the expression on his face had changed. Paul saw that God was moving in his life, and he knew it. He knew it. Um, and he, that this guy was expecting God to move and to do something. And then, in obedience to the Holy Spirit, Paul just spoke these words, and God did the rest. Stand up. This guy was ready to receive all right, so, so the title of the sermon today is Ready or Not. Ready, dot, 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 or not. Let's all say that. Ready, dot, 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 or not. You know, I kind of ask yourself that question. Am I ready, dot, 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 or not? Because that guy was ready. Paul didn't, you understand, Paul didn't preach a message of physical healing. And when he showed up at Lystra, they, as near as we can tell, he never opened by saying, hey, I'm, here, I'm Paul and I'm here to heal sick people. I'm here to heal sick people. Everybody, if you're a sick person, just line up over here because uh, the healing, the demonstration of power always came after the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, and it was for the pur- purpose of confirming the gospel. So Paul didn't promise this guy physical healing. He didn't say, come on down, y'all come on down. If you, if you just accept Jesus, um, nothing but good stuff is going to happen to you from now on. Uh, you're going to get healed of everything, uh, and, and you're going to win the lottery, and um, everything is going to be better than it's ever been. I mean, God's going to fix everything instantaneously, uh, and you're going to um, look like a movie star. Um, I mean, you know, he just said, your sins are forgiven. And if you believe in Jesus, you will be free. That's right. But the paralytic, as he embraced that message, he was ready to receive. He was ready to receive whatever Jesus had for him. So, ready or not. Ready or not. Ready or not. Are we ready to receive? Are we ready to receive? I mean, because we have places in our lives where we don't feel free. We have places in our lives where we feel defeated. We have places in our lives where we feel 
a little bit helpless and hopeless. We have places in our lives where uh, we've been stuck there for so long that we're miserable. Uh, and, we, and what God is, is offering us through the Antioch Declaration, your sins are forgiven. You've received Jesus. Do you understand that that means you are freed from every single thing that's been holding you back in your life? Um, I don't know where God wants to take you. I know that God takes us where we are. He doesn't leave us there. God accepts us just like we are. But he doesn't leave us there. This whole thing about being set free is an absolute guaranteed promise. But you sort of have to be ready for it. You have to get excited, a little bit excited. What's that old Gaither song? Remember that old? Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus is Christ. Never mind. I'll do that later. Are you ready? Are you expecting? Are you looking to Jesus? Or are you resigned to just getting what you have always gotten? Because nothing is going to ever change. When the Holy Spirit showed up and touched this guy's life, he was suddenly open to the possibility that life was about to get really, really different for him. He had an expectation that the shalom of God, the sozo of God, that he was about to have a soteria experience to be healed and delivered and set free and changed forever. And in this case, it also led to him being physically healed. But I don't think that's what he focused on. I think he focused on Jesus and the light bulb went off and he was ready to receive to get out of that old mindset of being resigned to being miserable and ready to receive. I was talking to Daniel Geraci this week at the, from the Austin Disaster Relief Network. And I've told you a little bit about this, but I'll just, so I'll just r- briefly recap that at the Austin Disaster Relief Network, um, their focus is always on a kingdom mentality, not a spirit of poverty. They always expect God to show up and give them breakthroughs. They never look at a situation and say, well, there's, there's no hope for this. We're just going to have to gut it out somehow because uh, this need's going to not be met. This, this problem is not going to be solved. This, this challenge is too big for us. That's, that's, that's not allowed to be in the vocabulary. At Austin Disaster Relief Network, he, I, I heard him say this phrase for the first time this week. They try to create... And this is kind of funny the way he says it, but they create an atmosphere that attracts God instead of limiting God. Um, In the way they pray and in the way they talk and the way that they operate with each other, they, of course, it's not that God isn't there, but they focus on expecting God to show up. And it's, it's to the point now that they don't even, when God shows up, it doesn't even surprise them. I mean, they're always grateful, but it's like, uh, it's like, wow, God, that was really cool. I mean, we knew you were going to do it. Thank you so much. We're giving you praise for it. But um, they have an attitude, an attitude of expectation, not an attitude of fear. Not an attitude of resignation, not an attitude of giving up. That attitude, that attitude they call 
creating an atmosphere that attracts God. And that's what happened. The Antioch Declaration created an attitude in this guy's heart to attract God. And so are you, is your attitude, is your, are your thoughts, are your words, are your actions conducive to attracting God? Conducive to reflecting faith in God? Conducive to creating an atmosphere of hope and expectations that you are going to have a soteria experience in which every need is going to be met and God's going to be glorified in it. Um, we think that stories like this are only limited to poor crippled people that are stuck on the side of the road living off of quarters. This applies to every one of us. He was ready to receive and Paul could see it. Are you ready today to receive whatever it is that God wants to give you? Whatever breakthrough, whatever thing you need to be set free from, are you ready to receive? Are you ready to go past that, to let go of that mindset that says, well, I've been miserable this long, I guess I'll just stay miserable. Or or, or I'm helpless and I'm hopeless and so nothing is going to change. Or are you ready to receive, to be inspired, to be surprised, to be blessed, to be delivered, to be put back together again in that way? Are you ready to receive that? Are you ready to receive whatever God wants to breathe into your life today? Or dot, 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 not. I can't tell you what's going to happen next. But the, the likelihood of, account, of encountering the presence of God in healing ways are more likely if your heart is ready to receive it. If you walk around all day with an expectant heart ready to receive whatever it is that God wants to do instead of talking yourself out of the experience of his grace. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we apologize, Lord, for how easily we give up. We apologize, Lord, for all the times that we live resigned to the status quo. How easy it is, Lord, to give up. To give up on you in our body language and in the words and our actions to just give up. Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on us and reach down into the center of our hearts today and rip that thing out of us. Just rip it out, Lord. Rip out that darkness. Rip right by the roots, Lord. Reach down there. However that thing got in there, rip it out right now. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke it. We send it away. We cut it off. We resist it, Lord. Reach down and, and pull out that sense of hopelessness and helplessness and fear and failure and miserableness and settling for the status quo, Lord. Rip it out of all of our hearts right now, Lord. We give you permission to do that surgery right now and rip it out of us, Lord. We just blow it out. We just send it away right now, Lord, and replace that in the name of Jesus with a spirit of a ready heart. Ready in faith, ready in hope, expecting you to show up, Lord, and surprise us. No matter how big the problem is, 
We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Make us ready to receive. Lord Jesus, I surrender my expectations to you. And I am ready now to receive the deliverance and the healing that you have promised. And I declare that and I receive it in Jesus' name. And all the people said,